All right, welcome to the Depth Chart Podcast. Uh, my name is Freddie Maggard. I will be joined, as usual, by Nick Roush in Louisville. And uh, we're here to talk about Kentucky's 42-41 to 41 loss against Ole Miss and preview uh, Saturday night's game against Mississippi State. And uh, let's get right to it. We've asked for questions to somewhat review the Ole Miss game. So, Nick, fire away, my friend. Well, uh, I think we most of the questions are about Kentucky's past defense, and rightfully so, after Matt Corral tore up the Cats. And, and Wes asks, how quickly can the past defense improve? Uh, can we expect a big jump this week, or will it have to be a steady improvement over the course of the season? Um, I think it's got to be a steady improvement. I mean, you, you could see numbers – Ironically, with, with Mississippi State uh, averaging 468 pass yards per game, uh, they're predicting the weather people are predicting a, a monsoon or a lot of rain Saturday night. So that could slow down uh, that offense considerably. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think it's got to be steady over time. Uh, Brad White talked about it's not just the defensive backs. It's, it's, it's the complete defense uh, as, a, as a whole. You know the pass rushers aren't creating a lot of turn, a lot of quarterback sacks, quarterback pressures. Uh, there's there's been missed tackles, missed assignments, and other things. So it's a, it's a complete defensive uh, uh, effort, and, and I think that it would be a slow, steady improvement rather than an overnight thing. And and I think too, Freddie, that when when you talk about the team effort, you got to get more sacks and. Uh, create more kind of havoc plays like we talked about last week. And I do think that with KJ Costello, who's not as mobile, I think that should help the pass defense in general because you, sh you should be able to get a little bit more pressure on him than Matt Corral and, and Bo Nix, who are pretty above average runners. Absolutely. And, and, and Mississippi State uh, is, is prone to turnovers. I mean, had four uh, against – Arkansas that led to their loss. So uh, three fumbles and interception. Uh, so Matt Corral's thrown uh, five interceptions on the season. I'm sorry, uh, KJ Costello. But <laughs> at some point in time, we're going to have to look at the offenses and, and the personnel that Kentucky faced uh, against Ole Miss. I mean, Matt Corral is something special. 24, 29, 320 yards and four touchdowns. And he also rushed for 51 yards. Uh, you know, he, he's, he, he is tearing up the SEC. Uh, he did against Florida, and he continued that against Kentucky with those receivers. Jonathan Mingo, eight catches, 128 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Elijah Moore is a leading receiver in the, in the conference. And then the tight end, Kenny Yaboa. Uh, Ole Miss is leading the SEC in total yards per game. Uh, it's actually a few yards ahead of Mississippi State. Uh, so uh, that was a dynamic offense that Kentucky faced last Saturday. Uh, I think I think the Cats are better uh, matched up against Mississippi State than it was against Ole Miss. Uh, Ole Miss with that tempo, I mean that that was crazy tempo. Mm -hmm. Yeah, where where Mississippi State controls the ball for 32 minutes a game. I mean it it doesn't go as fast as Ole Miss. I mean it's. It, 
you know, the, the, the air raid that Mike Leach helped to invent will put up a ton of yards, but Arkansas showed you drop into that zone, you make tackles. I mean, that, that is critical. Uh, two things are critical for the secondary and linebackers against Mississippi State is eye discipline, or eye, eye, first is eye discipline. I mean, in that zone, you have to defend your area of the field, but you also have to keep your eyes on the quarterback, break on the football. Uh, Kentucky has yet to produce a, a turnover or an interception. Uh, so havoc plays have to increase through that. And then the second thing that the Cats are going to have to do uh, is, ta- is, is, is tackle, tackle in space. Uh, you know, uh, so uh, Arkansas was tremendous with that. Uh, I mean, just very impressive what Arkansas did tackling these old, these Mississippi State receivers, uh, and uh, and and it really helped. The Ole Miss or Mississippi State getting back Tylen Hill is going to be a game changer. Uh, he is just fantastic uh, catching the football out of the backfield, averaging close to twenty yards per catch. He's a running back uh, that all SEC running back. He's not rushed the ball very well because he's not been asked to, uh, but he's catching the football uh, very uh, strongly out of the backfield. And I think that is a major concern going into Saturday. Yeah. Mike Leach expects him to be available and ready to go against Kentucky. And, and Freddie, I want to go back to, to one thing you said about how Kentucky's really got to not only be out of discipline, but tackling. Uh, yeah. in the open field and they used a phrase both Jamin Davis and Boogie Watson when talking about covering the air raid and how to to defend it they used the phrase plan on a string can you just describe to folks what that that means plan on a string yeah I, I'm, I'm I'm somewhat guessing here but but straight line from your position uh, to the, the to the pass catcher or ball carrier from Mississippi State and getting them to the ground. Uh, LSU did a t- did did a horrible job in its opening week loss against the Bulldogs. But listen to these numbers, Nick. Mm-hmm. LSU averaged 17 yards per catch against LSU. Against Arkansas, 7.2. LSU ran man man coverage uh, most of the the afternoon and uh, got torched on the, the patented uh, crossing routes and underneath checkdowns that Mississippi State runs that lead to big plays if you don't tackle immediately when the ball is caught or break up the pass. So 17 yards of catch against LSU in the man coverage, 7.2 against Arkansas in zone. Uh, yards per attempt against LSU per attempt now, uh, Mississippi State averaged 12.3 yards. Against Arkansas, 4.7. So that's a big difference in tackling. Mm-hmm. That's a big difference in philosophy and scheme uh, because LSU was primarily man-to-man and, and, and Arkansas was zone. Well, and, and I think, too, in, in that zone, I think the playing on the string is kind of like when the one linebacker gets more depth, the other one kind of follows where you're not. Okay, yeah like creating kind of big gaps for them to go through because okay uh, there was there was some funny moments in that arkansas game freddie where they were really just daring uh mississippi state to throw it underneath and costello didn't really want to but if you if you if you can be soundly disciplined you know seven eight yards down the field and make them catch it underneath then you go make a play 
uh, yeah. on third down. Uh, that that's like you said, you can't let the the four yard passes go for eight, nine, ten, twelve. No, absolutely not. Or or it's not going to turn out well. Now running the football, Mississippi State's only averaging forty eight yards a game. Not a lot of attempts there. Uh, I was wrong. They 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 possessed the ball for thirty three minutes, uh, twenty four seconds a game, which tells me. I mean, everybody thinks the the air raid goes fast. Uh, it it's nowhere near as fast as Ole Miss, so that'll be a difference. Uh, so and expect Mike Leach to go for it on fourth down. I mean, the, he's already gone for it at six times in two games and converted four. So that, that'll be something to keep your eyes yeah. out for. Yeah, keep your eyes uh, out for. Freddie Brent asked me a question, and this is just kind of a, a general question. It was like, well, why does why does UK play so much zone defense? Well, uh, that, that's just the style and the scheme that Kentucky's played under Mark Stoops. And, and against, Mississippi, or against Ole Miss, I mean, again – Pick your poison. Are you going to play man coverage and, and man up on Elijah Moore and, and and Jonathan Mingo and then have a linebacker matched up on Kenny Yabo? A lot of it is personnel-wise. Uh, so last year, Kentucky faced a lot of teams that, that ran the ball more than it passed, and it had some bad weather games as well. Mm-hmm. And, 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 again, Kentucky's not faced three quarterbacks in a row like Bo Nix, Matt Corral, and K.J. Costello. Uh, they didn't face that last year. So – a lot of teams are going to give up a lot of yards and a lot of explosive plays against Ole Miss this year. It's proven against Florida. We'll see uh, what the Rebels do against uh, Alabama this Saturday. That's that's a whole different situation. Uh, but uh, looking forward to Mississippi State, I mean, tackling. We talked about that, and, and we'll talk about it again because it's so important. Uh, Osiris Mitchell is averaging 28, 20 yards per catch. Javante Payton, another wide receiver, 18 yards a catch. Uh, Terrell uh, uh, Cheros is averaging 9.3 yards per, 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 uh, per, I'm sorry, 17 yards per catch. Jalen Wadley, 9.3 yards per catch. Cameron Gardner, 13 yards a catch. So, I mean, there's a lot of yards after the catch that Kentucky's got to uh, got to limit and, and use what Arkansas did and 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 make make tackles, man. I mean, that, that's that's critical. They got to come up, make tackles out of the zone, defend their area on the field because Mississippi State will want to use every uh, every part of the green on the field. Mississippi State will try to use to spread Kentucky out and find completions. Yeah, I, I like what our, our friend Dylan Curry asked. He says, what does UK have to do to slow down the quick passes from State? Like, should the defense try to compress and force the long throws instead? Uh, yeah, I mean, what Arkansas did was it, it, on the back end of that, on the back end of the zone, they made it cluttered where uh, they covered the back end try, and tried to force uh, Costello to check down. And then by checking down, Arkansas came up and made tackles. So, yeah, that's that big. The focus will be on the back end because if, if these def- these receivers that average six foot three to 197 pounds uh, get downfield, Mississippi State's very good at the 50 50 ball, and Kentucky struggled on that. So, you want to cover deep and then come up and tackle. Uh, so, I was wrong on the name. It's Tyrell Shavers. 
He's a transfer from Alabama. I'm sorry about that. And he's averaging 17 yards per catch. Yeah, so I think, Dylan, to, to his – to the original question, no. <laughs> yeah, no. You, you, this is a, a game where, like, you want to force them to try to nickel and dime you. I know that sometimes that can be incredibly frustrating, but you know it's better than the alternative them getting big plays because uh, you read off all the stats. I mean, they're averaging a gazillion yards per catch. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, you don't want to press man because then you take the risk of, of dealing with what LSU did with the crossing patterns with occasional shots downfield. So, yeah, you don't want to press these receivers from Mississippi State. Uh, I also think that, like, when they asked earlier about zone kind of versus man, you can pick your spots to play man. And I thought there were some times where Kentucky did, and, yet, you know, you had Devontae Robinson make a play on the ball against Elijah Moore. It's a bang-bang play, and you don't get the call your way. But th- there are times where, you know, Kentucky's going to mix it up a little bit. But yeah. you've got to be really careful, Freddie, on when you're going to – it's almost like when you're going to call your your deep shots on offense uh, defensively when you call those blitzes and go into man, high, high risk, high reward. Yeah, exactly. And then you know, Kentucky dials up blitzes, they're going to go man coverage behind it. And, and that is a high risk, high reward. Uh, but the cast got to start getting to the quarterback, and, and, and you could do that by by blitzing Boogie Watson, J.J. Uh, Weaver, and Jordan Wright on the outside, or bring a corner blitz. But if you do that, the majority of the time you're man to man behind them, and, and that can be a challenging situation, especially with these crossing routes and underneath checkdowns. Uh, so Mississippi State has three running backs that can hurt you in the passing game. Mm-hmm. Tobias uh, Marks and Dylan Johnson also. Uh, Effective Johnson's averaging 19 yards per uh, per game, uh, but again, Colin Hill is a game changer, uh, and he said he's got eight catches on the season. I mean, 19.8 yards per catch. Again, Kentucky linebackers and and and, and corners and safeties are going to have to be aware where Colin Hill is at all times uh, because he is an extension of Mississippi State's run game by 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 catching balls out of the backfield. That is just an extension of of how Mississippi State tries to attack. So instead of running the football, they just throw the football to their to their running backs and let them run in space. Yeah, and and Hill's average is so crazy because one of those catches he had in week one was a seventy five yard touchdown. Where yeah, you give that dude an inch and he'll take it literally a mile. Yeah, exactly. And he was injured against Arkansas, but mm-hmm. all accounts uh, lead towards him playing on Saturday night. Freddie. Uh, I know we've we've talked a lot about or, or not before. I, I got one more question. What do you, you know, you talk about steadily improvement. What do you think is a good sign if you're watching this game? What, what will tell you early on that like okay, UK's past defense they they're up for this challenge. Um, getting a couple early three and outs, Nick, or or first forcing a turnover, anything like that, a havoc play, or a couple three and outs where. Uh, much like against Ole Miss, it's going to be vastly important for Kentucky to steal possessions from Mississippi State, uh, stealing possessions by a, a quarterback sack, a turnover, uh, pass breakup, whatever you got to do to get that offense off the field uh, and, and keep K.J. Costello on the sideline. But stealing possessions has, is critical. And another way to steal possession is to go for a quick three and out. And, and some early three and outs will 
will help get the, the confidence and, and, and the defense energized and then turn it over to or turn it over to the to the Kentucky offense and see what they can do. Because we've not talked about this Mississippi State defense that I think is equally impressive as its offense. I wrote about it yesterday, Freddie. And if yeah, you did. Uh, kind of see the quotes that you know Eddie Green and Landon Young were talking about. A lot of folks are just going to be talking about this area. This three three five is weird, and yeah, it's it's not like Kentucky as good as their offense looked against Ole Miss. It, it might be that some of the Ole Miss game, their offense is better than we thought and their defense is worse than we thought. So some of the concerns and confidence, it could it could come back to earth against Mississippi State because this 3-3-5, you don't, you don't see stuff like it every day. No, you don't. There's going to be a lot of, a lot of you, uh, exotic or strange alignment issues. Uh, you're going to have pressure from all over the place. But Mississippi State's only allowing 71 rush yards per game a lot of that is is the personnel is built to stop the run for mississippi state i mean you look at their their two inside linebackers wheat and thompson wheat is 260 pounds and errol thompson all sec player is 250 pounds so that that's that that's big linebackers that can come downhill and stop the run and you don't know where they're going to line up and then uh, the Mississippi State defensive line is going to be by far, I mean, not even in the same stratosphere, better than Auburn and better than, than Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and you're talking about Havoc plays. Uh, Marcus Spencer has three tackles for loss and two quarterback sacks. Uh, uh, nose tackle Jaden Crumbity, one tackle for loss, one quarterback sack, and Kobe Jones – Six tackles, a tackle for loss, and a quarterback sack. So that's that's a lot of havoc plays from your organic three defensive linemen, and then the the, the linebackers are are also equally uh, dynamic uh, as far as the havoc plays. Or, or Aaron Brule, uh, fifteen tackles, two tackles for loss, and a quarterback sack. That that is an active uh, wheel linebacker. So yeah, I mean you're going to see all kinds of strange coverages, strange fronts, uh, alignment issues. There are going to be negative plays. There's going to be plays for no game because sometimes the defense wins, and I think you're going to see that Saturday night. So uh, what that can do is get Kentucky off schedule, and then that, that, that will be Mississippi State's intent will be to get Kentucky off schedule in the early downs and play pass defense on third down and bring pressure. I think the, the way to that, like, could be difficult for Kentucky's run game is because of all the alignments. The the, the passing ones are, are quite as bizarre as well, but a lot of what Kentucky does running the football happens before the snap. And, yeah, exactly. And you saw in that post, I, I included a video where UK, they actually played a three three five last year. It was UT Martin, not exactly the same caliber, not exactly the same kind of defense, but – it, 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 it at least is kind of generally that it, it can pose the same problems. And on that play, Drake kind of explains how he called for a combo block here. And this guy's got that guy. He, he basically just described like, Hey, these are who we're going to get before the snap. And that play worked to perfection. They get a 63 yard touchdown, but every other possession, I, I don't know if it was everyone in the first half, but three out of their first four, resulted in punts because there was a lot of confusion as to who needs to get who. Even when you're zone blocking, 
and you're more of going towards an area and then getting whoever's there, the, the weird alignments can still throw you off. And as Landon Young said, you, you want to be able to compare, uh, to prepare for every single scenario. And you just can't because there's so many different possibilities in this three, three, five. Yeah. I mean, we talked about alignments and pressures and different things and Mississippi state's going to bring, uh, but also motion uh, movement on, on the defensive line. I mean, they'll shift, they'll do all kinds of crazy stuff. They'll come out with two, uh, two down linemen, and the outside guys or the edge guys standing up. I mean, all kinds of, all kinds of stuff. Uh, but again, that, 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 that defense is, is just as imposing as the air raid is on the other side. So, uh, you know, it's going to frustrate Kentucky. It's going to frustrate uh, mm-hmm. Kentucky fans at times. But it, sometimes the defense wins, and, and that's that's what Mississippi State counts yeah. on. It's yeah. given up 278 pass yards per game, but, I mean, that's 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 a high number. Uh, but rushing, giving up 71 total defense, second in the SEC, uh, only giving up 350 yards, first in quarterback sacks. Yeah, with 10, 10, 10. that's a lot. 10, <laughs> and, yeah, and third in tackles for loss, 14 already. So a lot of havoc from that Mississippi State defense. I've looked it up, Freddie. There's only one team with more sacks in the country that's only played two games, and that's Virginia Tech. They have 13, uh, I believe. Yeah. Uh, but, and that goes back to that pressure. And it's, it's something we said about the UK defense that blitzing is high risk, high reward. So, yeah. It's going to be frustrating at times, but what Kentucky has to do is whenever Mississippi State, they make the wrong chess move. You know, they they use their knight instead of using their bishop, and they slant away from the play. They blitz away from the call side that UK is going to. you got to take advantage of it. You've got to turn that run into a big chunk play. uh, And, 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 you know, it it can't just be a – getting to the second level and get tackled eight yards in the field. When you get opportunities to make explosive plays, you got to make the most of them. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, again, those two inside linebackers at 250 and 260 are going to be coming downhill and sometimes they're going to miss. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so, I mean, it, there's, there's a lot to it. Uh, you break through the defensive line, which is very good. And then you make uh, the linebackers miss and then, and then get outside and you're up the middle and start running. Uh, I think this is this is where Kentucky's going to miss Cavassier Smoke uh, for because he is an explosive play on the ground waiting to happen. He's out with a rib injury, and, and I think he could have been effective. Uh, you know, like you said, in situations where mm-hmm. they slant, they're out of you know they're 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 trying to be too cute with the alignment, get misaligned. Kentucky has a chance for a home run. And uh, you they know, pull a third they, and Grantham. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're closed quickly, so yeah. I, I'm I'm curious, Freddie. Who do you think will, without smoke, who who's going to? Is there going to be a running back that gets more carries because of that? Well, you want to say Chris Rodriguez because because he's been so successful. He was a top ranked running back in the country against Ole Miss, uh, but he he is a power back, and you're going to need him at times. Uh, because there are going to be some pretty significant collisions with those two inside linebackers, Wheaton Thompson. So you want you want to use him, but you know uh, AJ AJ Rose or, or Jatan McLean, uh, if he gets chances, repetitions, and, and and the defense sets up, and so you're going to need some speed to get around and get by, and and we'll we'll see how the rotation goes. But I think Chris Rodriguez will be your primary running back. 
Yeah. And I, I've been having some conversations with some folks, Freddie, and the way that this is setting up with the weather. And I, I think this is, this is setting up to be a, a scenario where Chris Rodriguez can kind of take over the position. Now, I don't think he'll dominate the carries like Benny Snell did, but I think this might be the, the way that you see more of a featured back kind of role for Rodriguez. Yeah, because if the weather's as bad as, as as they're saying, this could be a a field position game, and and you like Kentucky's chances in a field position game for a mm-hmm. few reasons, because yeah. of the way the Cats run the ball, and then also you have Max Duffy that can flip the field with one kick. I have such conflicting feelings, Freddie, because you know when you see Max Duffy, it's because something bad just happened. You know, you got stopped. Yeah, but he's so good. It's like, man, that is awesome. Like I wish. I wish you could use Max Duffy in a way that it, it wasn't a bad side. <laughs> right. Because those kicks are freaking awesome, man. Just, yeah. So good. He is so good. Yes, he is. I mean, it's, you know, we missed out. We, we were missing Austin McGinnis. And, and, you know, I've not seen the new punter, and he may be just as dynamic, but I think we're going to miss Max Duffy in the future. Yeah. Not all Aussies are, is, not all Aussies are, are Max Duffy's. Right, exactly. Oh, man. Freddie, uh, I, I, we've talked a lot about this Mississippi State game, but I'm not going to lie to you. I am i wouldn't say equal. You know what? I'm equal as, equally as excited to head west to Owensboro this weekend because we get to watch the highest-ranked quarterback to play high school football in the state of Kentucky since Tim Couch. Yeah, he's what, the 50th ranked player in, in the country. <laughs> yeah, uh, in his class, he's the number one player in Kentucky. Obviously, the top quarterback, and it's another another rivalry game in the Kroger KSR game of the week is Owensboro Owensboro Catholic. Uh, the winner of that game has bragging rights for a year, and the wins of rotated years going back to 2015. It's been Owensboro Owensboro Catholic Owensboro Owensboro Catholic. You know, so <laughs> right, right, uh, yeah, yeah. You and I will be. Uh, at at a Kroger in Owensboro uh, on Frederick Frederica Street mm-hmm. at 5 p.m. Come see us, and uh, we'll be giving away some gift cards and hanging out for a while. I'm excited. This is my first Kroger KSR game of the week, and uh, it, it should be a good one uh, at that. And so come out and see us at the Kroger. I, I'm, I'm also pumped too, Freddie, because, like, it's one of those things where, you rarely get to see really good quarterback play at a young age. And I, I'm, I'm just to watch it all unfold in person. Like I've seen average quarterback play and it's, it looks like you got, you know, Johnny football out there sometimes. So yeah, I, I just want to see whims at this level. I've spoke to him before. Uh, you know, he was nice enough to interview me early in the recruiting process. Now he's big Johnny hotshot. But the thing is, is he's really like the, uh, really a good kid uh for all intents and purposes does a lot for the community so uh, i'm excited to, to to check him out although i will say freddie something about the the nickname red devils just kind of i don't know like I, maybe it's because i went to church as a kid and all that but <laughs> I, or i don't know if it's because duke's the devils the Blue devils but it's just something about it i'm like ah oh, man i don't know if i can trust these guys <laughs> owensboro is a great city Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I love it down there, and, and I can't wait. Next should be a lot of fun. I'm gonna have to give me some mutton before we go too. Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's the best mutton barbecue in the world. Absolutely, absolutely. 
Uh, closing up, let's take a final look here at, at what Kentucky's got to do to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get rushed for 200 yards. That, that's going to be a tall task against this Mississippi State defense for reasons we've already discussed, only giving up 71 yards per game. I uh, can't have any turnovers. I mean, we saw how costly uh, Kentucky's had two red zone turnovers and and both have been costly. The one against Ole Miss, you know, was was extremely costly. Uh, right there on the on the one foot line, one one yard line, fifty uh, percent on third down. Kentucky is number one in the country, number one in the SEC with a sixty percent conversion rate. Uh, Ole Miss, or Mississippi State only gives up thirty two percent, so something's going to have to give there. Uh, but to be effective on third down, you got to be uh, strong on first down, and I think that's where we're going to see a lot of exotics, a lot of for, uh, alignment issues, trying to force Kentucky to get off schedule. Uh, and because that's that's how you slow down a drive. No, you're you're exactly right. And the thing that I think we might not be considering. I, I mean, I mentioned it before, but Kentucky's faced two quarterbacks that are pretty good at running the ball. Mississippi State hasn't faced any, and now you the tables are kind of turned, and right. you, you hope that the having Terry Wilson's ability to kind of make the defense guard twelve, if you will, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. man, he can I, – I was really impressed with the way he ran the football against Ole Miss, Freddie. Yeah, well, uh, Terry's is second in the SEC right now in rushing, averaging 85 <laughs> yards a game. So that, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Kentucky's got to find a third and fourth receiver. I mean, Josh Ali has, has, has been very good this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Akeem Hayes has, has been a nice surprise, and he's coming on. Uh, but but both of those guys are better in the slot. But can, so Kentucky's going to have to find somehow, some way, a third and fourth receiver to put any kind of pressure on Mississippi State secondary as a threat of the pass. If not, you're going to see nine, ten players in the box, uh, and with that three, three, five, it can easily do that uh, within its structure. So there's going to have to be a third and fourth receiver. Uh, to stretch the field and just to put the threat of a pass in there uh, because, again, I mean, Mississippi State's intent will be to stop the run. Uh, more of the at, same. At least, ter- I was going to say it, Bryce Oliver is expected. He's had a hammy that put him out for two weeks. You yeah. hope that he can be one of those three or four that that, that it is a deep throw. Yeah, absolutely, because Kentucky needs it badly. More of the same from Terry Wilson. Mississippi State's giving up 278 yards passing per game, so uh, it could be a big night for Terry. Uh, score touchdowns in the red zone. Kentucky's gone five for eight with five touchdowns, but the two turnovers hurts hurts its ratio there pretty badly. Uh, I clean up the little things. Catch the daggone football. No fumbles. Uh, don't beat yourself. Uh, you know, with, with with things that have happened, so. Clean up the little things. Defense, you got to steal possessions. We've talked about that. How you do that is a quarterback sack, a quick three and out, a turnover, a tackle for loss, anything you can do uh, to, to, to steal a possession to get that Mississippi State offense off the field. Tackle in space because, you know, they're going to run a 1,000 crossing and underneath routes. Eye discipline in the zone. We, we talked about that in length. Uh, five for 50-50 balls. You know, again, Mississippi State has receivers that are 6'6", 6'5", 6'4", 6'5". They're going to – Mississippi State's going to uh, have 50-50 ball scenarios where Costello just throws it up 
and trust his receivers, Kentucky's going to have to start winning some of those um, because right as of two games, they've not done that. So uh, that, that's a situation to keep your eye on and somehow create turnovers. Uh, Mississippi State have four against Arkansas. So uh, you're going to have to see turnovers eventually. Uh, not have one this year, which is strange. And uh, you're going to have to uh, strip the football from from a pass catcher, get a tip pass for an interception, break on the football, get get a, get a, a, a traditional interception. Something is going to have to give to get turnovers. And then special teams, just kick the ball, man. That's all you got to do, whether it's Ruffalo or Poor. Uh, can't have missed uh, PATs in this game because Mississippi State's going to score. And if you miss PATs, that's going to add up, and then that's taking a point off the board. So, um, and then convert convertible field goal situations. You know, from forty in, you know, you got to make those. So uh, that that is the recipe for success to beat Mississippi State, <clears throat> Nick Roush. So uh, we'll see how all that turns out on Saturday night. We will, we will. And before we go, Freddie, this is kind of a random question, but. You know, Mike Leach, he used to run this offense in Lexington. When, he did. When, when him and Hal were here, Jeff was like, man, I wish I was around for this stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially because it does, I mean, it asks a lot from the quarterback, but in certain ways it doesn't. I mean, if you can hit short crossing routes and check downs, then you're going to have a gazillion yards, you know, and some of those are going to pop and you're going to have touchdowns. So, a lot of short throws in this in this air raid offense, and and if you can just complete those, then then you're going to be successful. Oh man, I would have loved, uh, the mullet with the air raid would have been just <laughs> great for branding. Been, been real big for Kentucky football. Yeah, I would have been the original Gardner Gardner Minshew. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's great. Well, Nick, thank you very much for hosting uh, this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, you Always. can, yeah, you can subscribe and yeah. hopefully subscribe, you, rate, review on Apple Podcasts. It's on Spotify, anywhere you find your podcast, and tell your friends about us. Absolutely. So, uh, going to be a big one Saturday night. Are you going, Nick? Uh, I, I will not be there. Uh, the, the, the night kickoff really makes it for a late night. So, I'm just yeah. gonna, I'm gonna save the drive. Um, Especially after our late night on Friday, too. Exactly. Yeah. When 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 I signed up for to go to Owensboro, it's like you know somebody else can take my seat in the press box. That's it's, <laughs> it's too late night. So, uh, but nevertheless, uh, to all the folks going, I hope you enjoy it. I hope you're loud. The, the rain game in the stands, like it. Once you're in it, it's a lot of fun. And now you can kind of dread it, the 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 prospect of it, but like. The last Mississippi State game at Kroger Field was in the rain, and that was a blast. And that was one of those kind of back and forth, exchanging blows. And then fourth quarter, the floodgates open, and Kentucky wins 28-7 to over a ranked Mississippi State team. It was a lot of fun. And I'm sure folks who were there for that game just remember what a blast it was. And it, it can be if Kentucky gets back on the right track and gets a win against Mississippi State. Yeah, need, need this win. Uh you know, starting out 0-3 uh, would not be ideal for Kentucky with, with you know, you got the number two, three, and four team in the country coming up later on in the schedule. And depending on what Tennessee does at Georgia, 
you know, Tennessee's uh, 14th right now and got the nation's longest winning streak, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so that's correct. Yeah, so there, there's a lot of uh, a lot of challenges coming up. So this is a game Kentucky can win, and uh, and hopefully it does. So needs it badly. Yep. <laughs> needs it badly. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed uh, the podcast, and we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>